In today's episode, we are speaking to Nelson Tressler, founder and CEO at I Got Smarter and the speaker and author of The Unlucky Sperm Club. Nelson has a very interesting background. He talked about murder, rape, abuse is just the start of Nelson's story. However, Nelson's passion for helping others overcome obstacles in their life came about through these difficult circumstances from his childhood. And today's episode, we'll be exploring through those difficult moments in his childhood. We'll be talking about his story and how he changed his life by changing his mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I am super, super, super excited to be speaking to some amazing, amazing, amazing individual. When I heard his story, I thought, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, I have to have him on this, on this podcast. This is a Friday feature. And the whole purpose of behind this, this Friday feature that we have is to bring you stories that highlight how people have transformed their lives by, by changing the mindset. And today's story is absolutely exactly that to a T. So I'm so, so happy to welcome Nelson Tressler. So welcome, Nelson. And Nelson, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, Guy. I really appreciate it. I'm so excited. And once people have heard your story, once they've listened to what your journey has been up until now, they'll, they'll understand why I'm so excited. So Nelson, tell us, what do you do? Uh, I'm the founder and CEO of I Got Smarter, which is a goal fulfillment app that uh, helps people finally achieve their goals. And when you hear my story, you'll realize why I did that. Goals have had a huge effect in my life and uh, was able to sell a few businesses and got to the point in my life to where I was finally, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of it. And uh, helping other people, you know, live their best lives is, uh, you know, what better can you do with your life than that? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with that, Nelson. So tell us your story. And with you, it's right at the beginning. So please do start. Yeah, my origin story is pretty unique. Um, Well, we'll start. My mom uh, got pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And uh, while she was pregnant with me, she's one of 16 children. Wow. Her father. Yeah. Yeah. Her father was the local trash collector in a small town in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And while she was pregnant with me, her father uh, drove into the town square There he spotted two police officers. Uh, He stuck a gun out the window and he opened fire, uh, killing one police officer and wounding another. And uh, my grandfather was eventually captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing uh, the death penalty. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom uh, testified at my grandfather's trial that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer raped her. And she wow. was now pregnant with his baby, who is me. So pretty much, I mean, you're, you're born, you're conceived out of rape. 
And then your your father, suppose, well, he is your father, biological father, was murdered and killed in a revenge killing, on a, which we call honor killing, by your grandfather, right? Well, I, I wrote a book. It's called The Unlucky Sperm Club, and I get into a lot of those details. And I will tell you, there are quite a few uh, twists and turns in there. In fact, I just got another twist and turn last week. Uh, as far as uh, who my father is and the circumstances of that. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's not an open and shut case on right. on who my father is. So, Okay. So what happened after that? Yeah. So my mom, you know, has me at the age of 15, um, you know, so, you know, struggles there as being a teenage mother. Yeah. Um, eventually she meets a man who becomes my stepfather at the age of 21. Right. And uh, come to find out uh, that he is an alcoholic. He's abusive to me and my mom mm. almost on a daily basis. And having to live through that, uh, you know, th- those fear and and all of that. Eventually, uh, they have four additional children together. Right. And because of the lifestyle that they're living, you know, it falls upon me to, uh, you know, help uh a lot with uh, just their basic needs uh, of taking care of them. But uh, flash forward, my uh, stepfather one night was walking home drunk from a bar and there was somebody else who was driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing my stepfather. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it it was at this time now my mom, you know, she's lived a, a really tough life. She's dropped out of school in the eighth grade uh, has gone through all this, but, you know, losing my stepfather, regardless of how horrible her life had been to that point, you know, she has five children, no education, you know, then never, she had five children. Yeah. She has five children, me, and she had four more with this stepfather. Right. Okay. Yeah. And she, she never worked outside of the home. And it was at this time that, uh, you know, she was hopeless when she had lost my stepfather and she decided that she wanted to take her own life. And, uh, fortunately she was not successful. Um, but she was placed on a psychiatric hold. Uh, eventually when my mom got out of the hospital, uh, that's when our family got split up. And that's when I went to go live with my grandmother, who is the, uh, the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officers. Mm -hmm. And as I said, she has six, you know, she has 15 children. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of those are still living at home with her. And because of the way my grandmother is and the saint that she was, she was raising four or five other grandchildren at the time. So we're all in this small, you know, three bedroom house. But for the first time in my life, uh, you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, my stepfather coming home drunk and beating me or my mom. And I didn't have to worry about waking up with crying babies in the middle of the night and dealing with all of that. And, um, you know, up to this point, because of the lifestyle that that was being lived by my mom and and stepfather, I had failed the uh, fourth grade. I was absent more than 60 days that year. Um, Come to find out, you know, I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I still can't spell, you know, come to find out I had dyslexia. I was placed in. How old were you? uh, I think I was about nine or 10 at that time, fourth grade, whatever that was. And then uh, they placed me into special ed to try to get the help that I needed. 
But when I moved in with my grand, her one role, I mean, education was never a, uh, a big priority in that family. Of my grand's 15 children, only two had ever graduated from high school. Right. But my one, my grand's one role was you're going to school. And, and that was probably for her sanity to get all the kids out of the house, right? So, you know, now, now that I was going to school every day, you know, I started to reflect upon, you know, where my life was heading. Yeah. Uh, my life had not been easy to this point. Uh, and, you know, now that I was kind of living with my grandma and really reflecting upon the future and, and probably for the first time thinking that there was actually an option for a better future, yeah. I started to think about where I was going to end up and where, what, what type of father and husband and, you know, family I was going to have. And wow, I had a that's, kind of, a, that's a quite a young age to be contemplating such big, broad ideas. Yeah, this this was in about seventh grade. And um, whenever uh, a, a counselor came from the local university to talk about ways to get into college and what you needed to do. Right. And it was at this time that I started to think, you know what, what if I could go to college? That would, that would kind of solve that problem mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, having enough to eat. And, you know, it just kind of seemed like it was the answer to all my prayers. If I could just get a college degree mm-hmm. and you know what happens whenever you tell yourself you're going to do something that's hard, that voice in the back of your brain just starts screaming at you yeah. all the reasons you can't Why do it. Do Not it. only yeah. you can't do it, you shouldn't even try to do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that it was like, Nelson, you're in special ed. You can't read, you can't write, you can't spell. You come from a family that has only two people have ever even graduated from high school. None had even gone to college. Like, what are you thinking? You'll be lucky to graduate from high school. But, you know, I decided that day that I was going to go for it. Uh, I didn't really realize it was a goal or didn't know what a goal was, but I just, you know, I set out to become that first person to graduate from college. Mm -hmm. And from that time, you know, I'm going to flash forward it, you know, 12 years later, four different schools, four years in the Air Force, you know, I became that first person to graduate from college in my family. And that's whenever the uh, goals and the and the self development, you know, I became obsessed with that, because I realized like, if somebody like me, somebody who came from where I came from, that had all those trials and struggles and dyslexia and couldn't read, couldn't write, still can't spell. You know, if somebody like that could use a goal to graduate from college, what else could I do with goals and personal development? And that was 20 years ago. And I've used goals and personal development in every area of my life since then. I've literally become obsessed with it. And, you know, because of that, I was able, you know, I went into commercial real estate out of college, mm-hmm. became uh, the number one salesperson worldwide in the retail division for a top five firm. You know, I started more than 10 businesses, in, including uh, one of the, uh, you know, nation's largest privately held pet resorts, started, you know, some children's learning centers and trampoline parks. And next month, I'm going to celebrate my 25th wedding anniversary. Oh. And and I've just used all, all in my life to design a life that couldn't be any more different than the life that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And I liken that all back to goals and trying to become the best version of myself possible through personal development. And I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, you, I know you haven't used the term mindset, but everything that you're saying, what's coming across to me is 
that day when that the college person or the representative was there, that's when you had not only just a mindset shift, you had a paradigm shift. And you thought, well, what if? And you asked the golden question, what if? What if I can be the first person? And that led you down to a path which, one, changed your mindset completely about what's possible for you. And two, um, allowed you to find ways to make it happen. Once you have that goal, as you say, and, you know, and I say, once you have a mind, I say mindset shift, once you get that, that it's possible, then making it happen is the easy part. It's actually believing in only the fact that this can happen for you. You can make it happen. It will happen for you. That is the difficult thing to grasp. And most people are actually grasping with that concept. And because they haven't fully internalized that, they give up on the first hurdle, the second hurdle, and then this isn't for me. I knew, I knew I couldn't do it in the first place. And I love this story of yours, which is literally, you know, with ups and downs and, you know, we shortened it to, to the time, but it's phenomenal. A boy who grew up in poverty by the sounds of it, or, sure. or uh, you know, or below average earning by the, by at least below average, I think it would be poverty with the, with the number of children in the household. doesn't matter what kind of income you have, it probably will be classified as poverty. When Art came from, from, was born out of wedlock, born into an abusive childhood with your, with your stepfather, Trauma, it was traumatized because you did lose a father. That's the only father figure you had, lost the father figure, moved in with a, a grandparent who became your surrogate payment parent, and then literally over the years transformed your life. Now, I love this story of yours that being dyslexic. Now, I think there's a, I don't know whether you know, I'm severely dyslexic too. And I wasn't able to read or write, probably the same age as you say. So you weren't able to read back when you were about 10, 11, because we don't, in UK, we have our grade systems different. So yeah. that's why I'm going back to the age factor. I too could not read or pretty much couldn't read a full sentence until I was in high school, which is about 10, 11 years, it was about 11 years old in my, my, you know, my school. And I completely relate to that because I thought I'm smart. Why can't I? <laughs> why can't I read and I just couldn't I just I would read individual words but it wouldn't I wouldn't just I wouldn't comprehend what the sentence was right until later on and then I went on to become a barrister and, and whatnot but I the thing I love about I think dyslexic is I see I see by the way I see dyslexia as a gift not as a, as a disability because it produces people like you you become focused and you think okay this is a hurdle and I'm going to overcome it and for my understanding, for what I'm dyslexic is you, they're either overachievers or right, <laughs> real in the dumps, right? Right. But you transformed and got power from your story. I love that. So tell us about this. You know, how did you? I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued, and I think listeners would be too. How did you get into college? You skipped over that story. Yeah, you. You know what? I was. I had one good thing going for me. I, I was a pretty good athlete, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I was all the way into special ed until the end of tenth grade, mm -hmm. and was eventually able. You know, because I had started to try hard and had that goal of of going to college, I was eventually able to pass the test to get out of special ed, mm -hmm. and and then in eleventh and twelfth grade, I started to take even a, a college prep course or two. I was not a, a A or even a B student, you know, C's with some B's, but I was a pretty good athlete. I played football and I had one university that, uh, you know, took a chance on me and, and because they wanted me to come play football, they were willing to massage those admission requirements. And, and when I say massage, it was a deep 
deep tissue massage, <laughs> not one of these nice, easy Swedish massages, but you know, it got me in. And then eventually, you know, after that first year, uh, with financial aid and, and everything that went into it, I still owed like $3,500. I'm living with my gram with, you know, who knows how many other people she made $4,800 a year. Oh, uh, wow. so there was no way that I was going to be able to go back. And, uh, my buddy, uh, Rusty was going into the air force and he talked to, he talked to me about it in the GI bill and the air force you know, checked a lot of boxes for me. One, it was going to allow me to continue my goal of, of graduating from college. But two, it got me out of this small town where I represented so much and my family represented so much and just felt like a burden everywhere you went because of who you were. And then you go to the Air Force and nobody knows you, nobody knows your past. And for the first time in my life, I could become whoever I wanted to become. And Fresh it was... Thought. So, so liberating. And then, you know, I did four years in the Air Force, went to as much school as I could in there. And then eventually uh, got out, you know, I, I got married, had a kid, and then went, uh, went to university and uh, took me three years after getting out of the Air Force. I started a window cleaning business to work my way through it. But eventually, yeah, I, I finally did it and uh, got my degree. What an achievement. What an achievement from a boy who couldn't read to uh, and let alone afford the education going all the way to achieving college education. I think that in itself is absolutely commendable and it shows your integrity and shows the strength of character for a young lad as well. Yeah, well, and and you you touched on a, a lot of things like the mindset Um you know, so so meant so much of my life growing up were people telling me who I was and what I was going to be. And, mm. you know, I, I got told so many times, you know, you're going to end up in jail or you're going to, you know, and when I, when I would hear things like that, that just gave me fuel to, you know, go after and, and really to show them, like, I'm going to show them like, not, I'm not, not only am I not going to go to jail, I'm going to get a college degree and I'm going to be successful and I'm going to have a successful family life. And, you know, it's where you gain that strength and, uh, you know, things only have the meaning you're willing to give them. So mm. why on earth would we ever give a negative meaning to anything? And that's one of the things that I tried to do was as hard as life, you know, was and is and, and continues to be, you know, I always try to find that silver lining. Like what, what am I supposed to learn from this? Where can I gather strength, you know, in this situation when I come out of this? And I just started to try to give a good meaning to everything. And that was when my mindset changed because I didn't, there was no more woe is me. There was like, okay, what is this lesson here to teach me? Mm. You know, it might suck and it, and it might suck for a month or e maybe even a year, but I know at the back end of it, that it's going to teach me something that it's going to make me stronger. And it might even make me pivot to end up going in a totally different direction. That's going to turn out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. I love that. I love that. And this is exactly how you interview it. I was just talking to my daughter early and I'm saying, and I was talking about something different. And so it, it, this is probably the conversation that we should have is about, you know, giving birth to children out of, you know, who are through rape. But when I was talking to her, I was telling her the same thing that you just mentioned. Everything happens for you, not to you. It's your perspective on, on a particular thing. 
Everything happens to you to either teach a lesson or to, to build the character to move you forward. But if you remain the victim, everything's happening to you. If you become empowered, everything's happening for you. And I think this is a major mindset shift which you had. And that led you on to a completely different trajectory in terms of where your life ended up compared yeah. to where you were going. I mean, the comments you received, if I listen to your story, they seem very you know, normal to, you know, compared to the statistics. You were one of the statistics, right? So I'm just saying, I can't pronounce the word, <laughs> can't pronounce the word <laughs> statistics anyway. You can tell, right? But you are one of the, you would have been one of the statistics, right? To be the, okay, you know, mother of, you know, teenage mother, you know, in abusive relationship, you know, mother in an abusive relationship, drunken dad, ends up on drugs in jail. You take all the boxes, darling. So it's not surprising that the people are saying that to you. But I love the fact that you didn't let those stats, you didn't let those people's opinions and everyone else's ideas about you define who you are. You choose to be you. And you chose to be this individual who not only graduates from high school, but goes on to get a degree and then has an amazing family life. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, and, and, and that's my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. You can guess where that title came from, kind of my, my situation. But the subtitle is, you're not a victim of your circumstances. You're a product of your choices. Absolutely. And as I became... As I became obsessed with goals and personal development, I realized that, you know, we can't control what happens to us. I couldn't control what happened to me, but I absolutely could control how I reacted to it and and make those choices. And that's what I try to do every day. I mean, the program that I'm starting right now, you know, I got smarter is all about choices. Uh, we, and we always have a choice. That's one thing that I think a lot of people, you know, uh, don't realize is we always have a choice. And again, we can choose, you know, our life is going to be made up of the choices that we make. Yeah. If we're going to make great choices, we're going to have a great life. And if we're going to make poor choices or maybe even not even make a choice, you know, try not to make a choice, then our life's going to be, you know, mediocre and lackluster. So that's one thing I've always tried to do is I've always tried to choose to live an exceptional life. And it, it hasn't always been easy. It's not easy for anybody, but I knew where I wanted to end up. I had that clear vision of what I want my life to look like. I have that clear vision of what it's going to look like when I'm on my deathbed at 130 years old. And, you know, I've got six generations around me. Like, that's what I'm striving for. And then I try to make those choices to make that reality come to fruition. I love that. I love that. On that note, Nelson, tell us, where can we find you? And, and did the book you mentioned, is that on Amazon? Is it available everywhere? Yeah. Yeah. So you can find me at nelsontressler.com. Uh, the book is on Amazon, The Unlucky Sperm Club. You're not a victim of your circumstance, but a product of your choices. And the I Got Smarter program is an app. It's on all the app stores. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think it's uh, overseas yet. Uh, we had to pivot with COVID. So we're mm-hmm. we're working through the tweaks on that. But yeah, you can go to nelsontrustler.com and everything is there and you can find the book and it's great reading and, and all those twists that I kind of talked about uh, as, as we were going through are in there and, and even more ha- getting great reviews on it. Awesome. Fab- fabulous. So for those listening and all those watching, 
the all the links that Nelson just mentioned will be either if you listen to this one podcast it will be in the show notes if you're watching this on YouTube then it will be in the description below so either way you will have all the links there that you can go and click on and go and connect with Nelson Nelson is amazing his story is fabulous and it is literally you know you go on a journey with him and that's why I'm so excited to have him with us well thank you so much Nelson I think we will have to have you back another time talking about something else so we'd love to have you back on on money thank you so much for being a guest and thank you so much for so openly and kindly sharing your story with us I'm so I'm so so sure so many of our listeners have not only enjoyed listening to you but have probably got inspiration the fact that Nelson can do this a boy with literally very little going for him and he turned his life around with just his own sheer willpower and mindset, then anything's possible for them too. Hence the idea that money money mindset talks about is that your mind, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Thank you so much, Nelson. Okay. And for Thank those you. those for listening, thank you for so much for listening or watching our um, episode today. I will be back with another amazing individual sharing their individual stories, how they change their life by changing the mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gold Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.